The Gospel Shaped Home Podcast is a family discipleship resource from Providence Baptist Church in Raleigh, North Carolina that aims to equip you and your family to be on mission with God to the end of the street and the ends of the earth. Welcome back to another episode. Today, we're going to begin discussing Paul Tripp's excellent book from Crossway titled Parenting 14 Gospel Principles That Can Radically Change Your Family. And to discuss the introduction with me today, I have a guest really look up to in more ways than one, Pastor Phil. Pastor Phil, welcome. Hey, Andy. Uh, so how tall are you? Six foot nine. Six foot nine. Uh, are you as tall as LeBron James? I am. He, he's also... <laughs> Uh, six yeah. six foot nine, yeah. Okay, he's a much better basketball player than me, though. <laughs> okay, well, that's why I'm a pastor and he's an NBA player. Oh, <laughs> uh, seriously, brother, I do look up to you in in many ways. Mm-hmm. Most of our listeners, you know, won't know naturally that when my family and I crashed back from Turkey almost two years ago, you and I spent a lot of time talking together, reading together, praying together. You were, in a significant sense, one of God's frontline first responders to love and care for me and my family in a hard season. So thank you. And yeah, praise God. You know, from that time, I got an insight into you, your life, your family that a lot of our folks haven't seen before, right? You're the missions guy. That's how a lot of people think of you, but you are through and through a family man. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your family before we dive in? Yeah. Thanks, Andy. Married to my wife for over 22 years. Uh, We have four kids, Valerie, Lexi, Juju, and Philip. Valerie's a senior in college. Lexi's a sophomore and Juju's a senior in high school and Philip's a freshman. So I'm still in the, in the throes of parenting different stages in, in different stages of life. You have a you have a wealth of experience that you can speak from as well. Well, I don't know a wealth of experience of of how we are to do things because of how we didn't do things. <laughs> sure, sure. Well, uh, you have you have significantly more experience than I do. Yeah. Um, that's for sure. And but I I've seen evidence of God's grace in your family and ways your kids serve and love and and um, think it's at least in part because of the way God has so worked in your and Linda's hearts to help affect the way you think about parenting and the way you love your kids. So praise Him for that. So let's jump in. What is, what do you think Paul Tripp's main point is in this introduction? How could you sum it up? Yeah, Paul is uh, basically saying we should be ambassadors and not owners. And, and he talks about the idea of a, a owner is somebody who uh, looks out for their own interests, their se- the, the interests of, of their children and not what God desires for their, for their children. And so an ambassador would be somebody who puts aside their personal interest and is not shaped by that or any cultural perspective, but is shaped by what God would have them to do in, in their family. Yeah, that's good. He says on page 14, the job of an ambassador is, quote, to faithfully represent the message, methods, and character of the leader who sent him. And so as parents, we represent God to our children, and we represent God as servants, as ambassadors of God, not as owners uh, of our kids. So, you know, he, he talks about the distinction between mundane moments and big grand moments as the address where our parenting lives. What's the point he's making there? Cool. We can get tied down into little things that happen in our lives and, and get frustrated. And I think in our parenting, we need to take everything that God puts before us as a chance to bring a gospel-centered perspective for our kids. And, you know, one of my kids, when we were homeschooling, she was going to take a test one day, and I was down doing something in the kitchen, had been at home that day. And she went upstairs, took the test, 
came back down and was just sitting at the table looking at me in a really funny way. And I said, what's wrong, sweetie? And she reluctantly told me that she had cheated on the test and she looked at all the answers. And and so she was already in tears, already broken and repentant. But I knew it was an opportunity for me to infuse the gospel. What, what I desired was to let that go, just say, okay, you're sorry. But it was an opportunity for me to add a consequence to that because there are consequences to sin, but explain to her in that moment that God's grace is sufficient for you and he loves you and he forgives you for this, but there is going to be a consequence. So it was in that little mundane moment that we were had a test and I was working in the kitchen that God did, a, did an amazing thing. That's, that's great. That's a good example of, I think, what he's talking about. And, you know, a lot of times we make the mistake of thinking about our parenting or our lives in general through the lens of the big kind of life-altering decisions or these milestone moments when really uh, we only have a few of those in our lives and we only have a few of those interactions with our kids in their lives. Most of our parenting is made up of thousands and thousands of mundane moments and our responses in little things like Mm -hmm. how well our kids share with siblings, interact with classmates, how they do uh, their schoolwork and just trying to help us see uh, our parenting really is the sum of all of those mundane moments. And so they really matter. They're really significant. And I think he's calling us not to, to overlook them. So he, one of the things Paul Tripp says is that ambassadorial parenting requires two things at least, right? One, that we relinquish control. And two, that we humbly recognize that we, because of our sin, are the biggest problem in our parenting. How have you seen your own need to relinquish control or to recognize your own sin affecting the way you parent? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think um, in my own life, my tendency is, my default is to be prideful and think I have, that my way is the best, but obviously my life is, I'm saved by grace, but I'm still a sinner. And one of the things I learned quickly was that I needed to be be humble and, and yield to God and His control. When I tuned my ears to, to His Word and, and to the gospel, it allowed me to be humble in those situations where I even go to one of my kids and say, Daddy, sorry, I should not have spoken to you that way. I should have not, I should not have acted that way. Will you please forgive me? And that's, yeah. that's been really impactful, I think, for me, but also for my kids. Absolutely. Yeah, seeing a model of humility confession repentance is really powerful and it's going to it's going to open up the door to our kids hearts a lot quicker than us just throwing our authority around our weight around mm-hmm. when we clearly messed up so that's good and i i think of uh, eric and i have found ourselves in moments where we're especially when we see a repeated pattern and a kind of a recurring pattern of sin or disobedience in one of our kids we often will talk about they do this they keep doing this and and we uh, overlook in that moment that that um you know uh, there's something happening in us too we're frustrated we're impatient mm-hmm. we just want this problem to go away and really we're missing an opportunity to be a minister of the grace of god to our kids in that moment of need yeah. sin weakness and mm-hmm. and so i think that's also part of an ambassadorial parenting recognizes God is not just using me in my kids' lives. He's also doing something in me um, Absolutely. Through, through parenting. So uh, at the end of the chapter, he talks about how uh, having this view of parenting as an ambassador of God to our kids 
effects for significant areas, right? Our identity, our work uh, as parents, our view of success, what is successful parenting, and our reputation. How have you seen this play out in your parenting? Yeah, Paul Tripp says things like academic performance, athletic achievement, music ability, and so on, and become horizontal markers of how well we've done our jobs. And one of those for me was was basketball. My identity before I became a believer was wrapped up in basketball. And so our kids love what we love. And so my kids love basketball. Well, Valerie, junior year in high school, she decided that she didn't love basketball as much anymore, as much as I loved it. And um, she needed to, she didn't want to play. And, but there was so much pressure on her that I thought, I had put on her not meaning to because I wanted to, I wanted them to drive what they wanted to do in terms of athletics, but obviously subtly in some way there had been pressure on her. And so uh, one night I was sitting down, I heard her up in a room crying and I just went up there and uh, I said, sweetie, you need to go tomorrow and tell the coach that you're not playing basketball this year. And it was like the, the burden had been taken off her shoulders. This huge weight had been lifted because her daddy had released her from this idea of having to play basketball. From your dream for her. Yeah. Your expectations <laughs> yeah. of her. And yeah. it was good for me, too, to, to realize that I had subtly, in, in ways that I didn't even realize, put that pressure on her. And it was to a point where she was in tears mm. having to make this decision. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I can very much sympathize. I mean, my kids are still younger, but as someone who, you know, was significantly involved in sports and success in sports was a big part of my identity when I was growing up. It, it's uh, it's easy for me to see that desire rising up in my heart to see potential future success, athletic success or academic success in my kids and and for it to become way more significant than it should be an idol that needs to be cast down. And yeah, I, I can remember a quote from Matt Chandler, or I think it may have was the title of an article, but Parents, the goal of parenting is making disciples, not D1 athletes. Absolutely. It's a good word for us uh, here <laughs> yeah. in America. So, uh, well, any final just word of encouragement to our, our parents before we close this one out? I think I'm glad he started the book with this introduction. And it's because it's so hard for us to put our self interest aside. And so let's try to be ambassadors and put God's interest at the forefront for our lives and for our kids' lives. Amen. Yeah. And not only does it relieve our kids of burdens that we might put on them, it relieves us of burdens as parents. I'll close with this little quote from page 12. Paul Tripp says, when you parent with what the gospel says about God, you, your world, your children, and God's grace, you not only approach parenting in brand new ways, but you carry the burden of parenting in very in a very different way. So thanks for listening. We hope this has been a blessing to you and look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Gospel Shaped Home Podcast produced by Providence Baptist Church of Raleigh, North Carolina. For more information and resources from Providence, visit us online at pray.org. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing and leaving a review on Apple Podcasts.